The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. It's In This League with Scott Bogman and Chris Welsh. On the radio. 30. I'm on right now. I don't believe you. You boys in line. Welcome back, friendos. It's hour two of In This League. I'm Chris Welsh. You can find me on Twitter at Is It The Welsh. That over there, that's Scott Bogman. You can find him on Twitter at Bogman Sports. I'm not the former pitcher, Chris Welsh. Though, no. I will show. I'm, this is a little tease for anybody that is around. Uh, a couple of our Army members that are in the group me room will get to see this. But you know how in the past, uh, actually a couple years back, Two years back, someone, two people had sent Chris Welsh baseball cards yes. to me. Yeah. And we, I did like, a, well, you know, whatever it was, like someone bid. And the two people, our boy Guthrie, and I don't remember who the other person was, instantly 20 bucks in the Venmo. They wanted an autograph. I'm like, hell yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> well, we might have, who is that right there, Bogman? Chris Welsh with the Padres. Ah, more Chris Welsh. There might be a couple in there to uh, have some fun during our Christmas special that's coming up next month. If you know those special one of ones, me signing a card of my name of a person that I'm not, but it was the Padres, which was great. Where you're making a really, you know what you need? Uh, you know, the, the uh, duck face, that uh, picture that you had for a while. Yeah. yeah. You need like little tiny stickers of that so you can autograph the Chris Welch cards awesome. and then put a duck face. Sticker. I think that's that's a great idea. I mean, I can personalize these, but the, the little duck face thing would be so good on that. Like, ooh, like look at me. I'm such a, it's, it's what it's still, like. I work at Best Buy. <laughs> it's still the picture that comes up uh, on my phone. Is that really? Yep. That's unfortunate, okay. actually. Uh, so that's a. That, yeah, that's a little preview. So, and there's only uh, so many that can be had. So that's why you want that uh, awesome collector's item. You got to be there. Uh, DFS is coming up. And Bogman, I've been on a roll. I am uh, I am rolling, rolling. I handily won this past week. And I am now in the current lead of the DFS run for, I mean, all the lunches. This would be like the third lunch. Like we did a double down lunch bet, which I won. I won something else. And then the end of the season, this DFS contest is. I'm going to be buying you a lot. I think Olive Garden is what I owe you now. I think yeah, we said you can come on. It is. Yeah. Uh, I will be buying the Olive Garden the next time we hang out, which, you know, 
through COVID. Who the hell knows when that's going to yeah, be? We might want to get that in pretty quick here. But uh, DFS, so we'll get the exact scores and uh, new lineups for Week 11 right on the other side. Don't go anywhere. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hey, everyone. It's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down, and too many people fall victim to the picture-perfect image of the high life, so I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We're going to learn, and most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is going to be your church, your turn up, and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I generally come in at least 15 minutes late. I use the side door, and after that, I just sort of space out for about an hour. Space out? I probably only do about 15 minutes of real, actual work. Would you be a good sport and indulge us and just tell us a little more? Let me tell you something about In This League. Patreon.com slash ITL Army, friends. That is where you can support us. But if you're just like, hey, I don't really care to support you guys, what's the offer? That's okay, too. We've got secret shows. Whether it's The Mandalorian or uh, 80 plus other just nonsense that we've done in our humor, we've got Group Me Rooms, we've got live streams. In December, we've got the Deck Our Balls Christmas special we're going to be going with. And, you know, the more up and further you are in the ITL Army, there's other perks. Like we're doing a Secret Santa that's only available for a certain amount. You get sometimes video episodes of stuff we do and that's only for the lieutenant level and above so go check it out if you like us and you're in our audio universe today at patreon.com slash itl army so as we said now this broke a trend i want to point out by the way bogs is that in the last episode we talked about how every single week in uh, our dfs matchups it's either been whoever has gone has won two straight and then the other wins two straight two 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 I broke that this week, and I am now on a three-game heater, three straight wins in our game. That moved you into the lead by a game over me, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly, because we have the irrelevant week, which I did win the push week, but we pushed it because of dumb COVID stuff. And yeah, yeah now I have a five to four lead in the DFS contest, though, hilariously, you still scored more points than me. <laughs> you still scored seven more points than me on the season total. This past weekend in week 10, you know, it's definitely not something like we should, you know, we should be touting about like the scores we put up, but uh, I did win by a little over 10 points. You had, you were actually relatively consistent. you had nobody score 20 points, which ended up killing you, yeah. but you had three single digit point scores and two of them were really important. Keenan Allen, 9.9, Robert Woods, 3.6, and your tight end blue, uh, 1.5. Every Ooh, other player... 
uh, Evan Ingram. He had Evan, one play. Yeah, yeah. I remember being disappointed by Ingram. That was such a good matchup. And and the Giants won, and he didn't do anything. So very but everybody else, everybody else, dude, you were scoring double-digit points. Your Raiders defense, 16 points. You had McLaurin, Diggs, Gibson, Hunt. Goff was kind of a big disappointment for yeah, you. Yeah, Goff against five. Seattle. How did that not pay off for me? I was so confident. Uh, on mine, now, here's the funny thing. I had five players score single digits, so that's where the disappointment could be. But I had two players score over 20. Tom Brady was a big play for me, Boggs. He scored 31.8 points. He scored almost 33% of my total <laughs> points, almost. Uh, DeAndre Swift was my other great call, 20.9 points. I had Chase Claypool, who scored me 17. Brandon Ayak scored me 12. Those are my really good ones. Aaron Jones, disappointment. I also had Robert Woods, disappointment. James Conner, ugh. And then things kind of fell apart, but I scored 108. You scored 98. So I have the current lead on a three-game winning streak. Let's so Bob, first this time. Since you want me to go? Player. Yeah, you go first. Okay, let me find where the hell my lineup is. All right. I'm going back to the well. I'm noticing a little bit from my uh, last week lineup. But at quarterback, this is somebody I talked about on the In This League Fantasy Football podcast. Real I quick. Before you start, I just want to say this week was tougher to me because look at all these games we don't have on the main slate. Uh, we've got, um, you know, uh, no Tom Brady, no Jared Goff, uh, no Chiefs, no Raiders, yep. and no Cardinals and Seahawks, which are big time DFS contributors. So it was a little more, a little more dicey throwing together a lineup this week, I thought. I 100% agree with you. As I was going through, I, I was kind of just blankly staring and I'm, I'm taking some shots I don't normally like to take. I will tell you right now, I am uncomfortable with the lineup that I have because it's okay. pretty balanced across the board. I like that. Yeah, I, I don't feel as confident <laughs> as I had, so this might not work well. But uh, a guy that we talked about in the uh, in the League Fantasy Football Podcast earlier in the week that I think I'm going to get down with, regardless of them naming, is Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston has got a pretty good matchup at home against Atlanta. Obviously, they're going to want to run to establish where they can, but Jameis Winston the guy throw 50 60 times there's there's not a worry that i had him in and i pulled him so uh, I, i'm glad that's a good call i mean I, that was my first instinct because he's a nice cheap price too so. 7200 on fanduel so that is what got me going here especially against that atlanta defense though i will tell you you definitely want to try to stack where you can i just didn't find it I don't know. I just did. I didn't find the connection. Like Michael Thomas is a whole lot this week, and I wasn't enamored with some of the stuff I was able to do. So he I haven't done anything yet. No, you got you, you to wait till he proves it before you're throwing him into some of these money lineups. This does feel like one of those where it's like maybe you get one to Camara, maybe you get one to a tight end, maybe Traquan Smith runs in. So I just didn't feel confident on a stack. Now my running backs is these are going to be odd. I have a running back in my flex. First up though, coming back to the well from last week. DeAndre Swift. I'm going back to DeAndre Swift. 6,900. Very nice. Up against Carolina, who looks like they're going to be without their quarterback. And Swift was the feature, feature guy. And I'm very much here for it. I think he's an RB1 moving forward. And if I remember correctly, 6,900 is pretty, pretty cheap. I think that was that's, like... Yeah, that, that's right around the, uh, the popular. So, yeah. 10-11 at running back. Number two is I'm going out on a limb on this one because I'm paying up a little bit for it going with Ezekiel Elliott bugs. I'm going okay. with Ezekiel Elliott at 8,000. I mean, God, when's the last time Elliott was at that price? No, uh, I mean, not, not recently, but no. he's, there's a reason he's at that price because he hasn't been performing. 
there is a reason he's been at that price. Minnesota's an interesting matchup. And uh, after a couple of weeks of not being heavy on Elliott, I know you like Pollard. Uh, I think they're going to kind of go back to that well. And I think there is a, there's a bottom safety of what he can provide in the passing game. So I'm going to go with Elliott. It's a little bit out there shot, especially for the price. And then my flex running back, go with Miles Sanders versus Cleveland. Even when Philly struggled, Miles Sanders still, you know, he still gets it in. And I think they're going to need Miles Sanders more than ever this week, especially getting involved back in the passing game as well as the running. Of the Miles Sanders fan club. You might be his number one super fan. You think so? I think that might be true. I really do love Miles Sanders. You should trade him to me in our three sport. Uh, well, I would if I had any other healthy linebacker, uh, running backs. He's my only guy. I'll trade you James Conner. Uh, we might be talking. We'll see. Yeah, you get your guy. I mean, I mean apparently, I, I apparently you are kind of right about this. This is weird. I don't even like the Eagles. I do just like Miles Sanders. Love Miles. Sanders. I do. I'm You're not in like with him. You are in love with him. Yeah, I guess so. So I took him at 7,700 versus Cleveland. Again, it's not the the greatest matchup in the world, but you know the guys in the same price range. I don't feel comfortable with. I didn't feel comfortable. Like Nick Chubb is a little bit pricier. I don't feel comfortable there. James Robinson is is would be great, but he's got Pittsburgh. James Conner would be good. And I and I kind of feel like this is a week that he finally gets unleashed. And that worries me a little. And I wanted to take him. I wanted to take him. <laughs> I wanted to take him, but I didn't. You didn't do it. I didn't do it. So my wide receivers, Keenan Allen at 8,000 versus the Jets. There's is that a first repeat. Yeah. Okay. I figured there's going to be a repeat in there. Keenan Allen versus the Jets. I would uh, love to sack on this game. I wanted to go Herbert. Um, Keenan Allen just made all the sense in the world. This is a no-brainer. I'm going with your boy Chase Claypool versus Jaguars. No repeat? Yep. Okay, good. Uh, I, I took him last week, and he paid off. I was very, very tempted, and I'm worried I'm going to regret. I almost put in Deontay Johnson. And I, I did. So. Oh, you did. Okay, so we're, we're playing the opposite end of that. So that's actually fun. And then I'm going with Terry McLaurin, who's got Cincinnati's defense, and I think this is a fantastic matchup for him. 7,300. I completely bombed out at tight end with Durham Smythe at 4,300, and I've got uh, my usual find the best defense at the cheap that I can, and the best matchup defense was Green Bay against Indianapolis, and I took them at 4,200. So to repeat, Jameis Winston, Swift, Ezekiel Elliott, I've got Keenan Allen, Chase Claypool, McLaurin, Durham Smythe, Miles Sanders, and Green Bay defense. What what are you what are you the most concerned about? Because I think we're gonna have to wait till the next segment uh, to do mine here. But what would you say uh, is the are you most afraid of Durham Smythe? I mean, but he scored touchdowns. No, it's not about that. Uh, no, I think it, I, I like the Elliott Sanders. I don't love love the matchups for the prices that I paid. I like the wide receivers that I've got. I like Winston in here. I just I don't feel great about running backs, but I haven't felt good about running backs overall. Box. I just well, yeah. Every week, it's hard to feel good about running backs unless you pay through the nose for them, and yeah. then you're cheaping out at other positions, which is exactly what I did this week because we're missing all the players from uh, those games that we mentioned before. So I went with big running backs, and we'll talk about that when we come back. All right, coming right back here on In This League. Don't you go anywhere. More DFS and Week 11 picks. We'll be back. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Yeah, man, I'll tell you what, that dang old... In this league. Talk about www.com, you made you go click, 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 click. It's real easy, man. Uh... I don't know what you're saying, but that, that's what's going on here. Miss any of In This League? Well, you can catch it anytime on the podcast. Make sure you're subscribed to this show and, of course, all the shows we've got. You type in In This League, you're not going to just see one. You're going to see a bunch of feeds for the baseball, basketball, football. we got a prospect show. we got college football. Bogman does IDP, necessarily not all uh, In This League stuff, but go and check it out. Subscribe so you don't miss any of the action. And, of course, this show, three hours, and uh, you may want to make sure that you're locked in so you can go back and forth and check out all the fun stuff. And I was very talky talky on my DFS lineup bogs. So let's hear what you've got this week. You said you were cheaping out in some spots. I'm on a three game heater week 11 DFS for the Boogman. I had to make an adjustment uh, as we're recording this because, you know, I'll take when is veteran rest days for some players, but I had Camara in my lineup. He didn't practice on Thursday either. That's going to worry me a little bit with that foot injury of his. I had put him in at one point too, by the way. Another one of those, like I had had Kamara in, then I was like, nah, I'm going to go away from this. So I just made it, I still have, I mean, it's still pretty expensive what, what we're doing here at running back. So my quarterback, I'll start there. And I cheaped out as well. And I, oh, I hate doing this, but uh, Kirk Cousins against Dallas. Dallas's defense has not been great. Look, they were better against Pittsburgh. So I, I do have to give them credit. And I feel like, I respect Dallas's defense more than most people do, but uh, stack the Vikings here a little bit because I'm also going to take Dalvin Cook at 10-5. I'm paying up for him. Uh, he has just been unstoppable recently, so uh, I don't see how he doesn't put up a huge day against Dallas. And my second running back, like I said, I flipped out Kamara, who was uh, very expensive. He was in the 9,000s. Uh, he was 9,700, and I saved 1,600 bucks by dropping down to Nick Chubb against Philly. Mm. Uh, and Philly's run defense is terrible. Their pass defense is good, which adds for them to play really well against Philly, The uh, this uh, team here, the, the Browns. But it still should be low scoring, so I also just stay on that game. I took Philly's defense because we've seen – I know it's been weather-related too, but Baker Mayfield can't do much. So I think that's going to be a nice low-scoring game definitely taking the under on it so uh so my wide receivers now we have one repeat eight thousand keenan allen they're playing the jets the the matchup is too good last week was his disappointing week i don't see how he disappoints against the jets at all my wide my other wide receivers uh i told you i'm taking deontay johnson because you went with claypool i also took kj hamler against miami drew Locke looks like he's going to be good to play and he is getting 
Uh, the second most snaps behind Jerry Judy right now, uh, KJ Hamler is. My tight end, um, I love that FanDuel has Taysom Hill as tight end, mm. and uh, they're playing against Atlanta. I think he get get some wildcat down by the goal line as well. Uh, should they be down there if those oh, aren't? Especially if Kamara is banged up and somehow wasn't going, like, look out. So that's you're going to want deep touchdown passes because you've got Jameis. I'm going to want them to stop at about the five and bring in Taysom Hill for some Wildcats. So we're going to be uh, watching that one really, really intently. Uh, my flex, I'm going with DJ Chark because the dude has been getting nonstop targets and they should be down against Pittsburgh. You would think, unless Pittsburgh does what they did against Dallas in this game. So uh, he should see uh, an enormous amount of targets as well. So going through it one more time, I've got Cousins, Chubb, Cook, Keenan Allen, Deontay Johnson, KJ Hamler, Taysom Hill, DJ Chark, Eagles defense. All right, there you go. That is the uh, setup for week 11. I'm on the three-game heater. Let's see if Bogman can tie this bad boy up. And shout out to our boys, Donovan Miller and Eric Toff, who get the internet points for playing the lineups and reporting back to us how it all goes down. Week 11 pick time. <sighs> Bogman week 10 oh. was... Oh, and the time to talk about picks, Welsh. I, I, I and of course, yeah, take it over, take it over, please, take it over, because you were my computer just clicked away from it, so that's unfortunate. You have to read how well uh, I did. It's too yeah, bad. It's great. I didn't do so well. I was six and seven against the spread, seven and five on my over under, which you know I think I'm like I think I'm dead even. I'm like one game under five hundred now in the season, which is unbelievable. What a hot start I had. Uh, 69 and 67 against the spread, 66 and 69 on the over-under. I've had two really bad weeks. Bogman had a phenomenal week this week, 9 and 4 against the spread and 9 and 3 on the over-under. Holy crap. Right. You, uh, you've improved. Your over-under is the worst of anything any of us do, but you uh, close the gap, 16 yeah, and 75. I can't wait for that to change so you can stop saying it like Why do you say it like that oh, every single saying? time? Well, um, by the way, did, did you throw in that my uh, against the spread is better than? Well, it's not. Uh, it's didn't get, you didn't give me a chance to finish. Uh, oh, that, oh, sure, sure, yeah. You didn't give me a chance to finish. Okay, do horrible. It, the most horrible thing of all of us is your over-under, but you have been the best against the spread. Bubba has one up on you right now because he's got one less. How does he have one less? Uh, we didn't line in the Detroit game this week. So, oh, okay, well. Uh, you're 11 and 59 or 77 and 59. He's 77 and 58. I don't understand how I still don't understand how that's because that just look at last week, dude, there wasn't an over under in that Washington Detroit game. Remember yeah, you because also, we were under. Over under. Yeah. but, but it's a uh, mine is on against the spread. My good thing is against the spread. We had one. Oh, more yeah, yeah, against the spread. I see. I was looking at, yeah, 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 yeah. He is over unders are insane. You're against the spreads are insane. And uh, you had a really good week. Nine and four, nine and three, both ends. Me, eh, parlays, I think. I can I can never tell how this is marked. Did, did any of them hit? What happened? Yeah, we, every, every single one of us got one. So, but, uh, nope, never mind. I was going to say we all got the one we picked for the ITL one, but we definitely didn't. So, uh, yeah. Cool. So, the well, ITL parlay, <laughs> our parlays, it has not been good. They're tough. What? Parlays are tough. They're tough to hit. That's why it's a fool. It's a fool's game, Bogman. Playing parlays is a fool's game. So let's get into this. Week 11, first game up here. We've got Atlanta and New Orleans. New Orleans is a four and a half point favorite. 50 is the line. What say you? 
I'm going to go with New Orleans in this game. I know that uh, I think this one, um, you know, preseason or before this week was going to be at about seven and a half in New Orleans favor with Drew Brees. Obviously, Jameis Winston can turn into a turnover machine, so it lowered it by three points uh, going to four and a half, but I still like the Saints in this game. Falcons are coming off a bye. They've been playing a little bit better and all that good stuff, but I don't, they're, they're just not there. They're not on the same level with the Saints. So I got the Saints pretty easy in this one, and I am going to go with the over. Uh, he's a good number, but I, you know, if I don't have a great feel, I lean towards the over. But I feel like I have a pretty decent feel in this game. I think the Saints are going to put up points. I think the Falcons can still put up points on anybody. So I'm more confident in the over, but I'm also taking the Saints. Yeah, I, I'm actually I'm taking the over as well on this one. I think both in high flying stuff, I think it's a, it's a no brainer to take the over on this. I don't feel as con- like you, you still just hate the Falcons and everything about them and who they are. Their offense is still a problem or it can be a problem when Gurley's working, when, you know, they are healthy. Julio Jones and Matt Ryan are still out there for a connection. They're just super inconsistent. The defense has been playing a little bit better. And th- there's a part of me that almost took Atlanta. <clears throat> sorry. Lost oh, my man. Almost, <laughs> almost took Atlanta, but I just could <laughs> almost took Atlanta. <laughs> oh, WNBC. WNBC. I, I kind of wanted to take them on the points at four and a half just because I think they could be high flying. And listen, Jameis Winston makes mistakes. He makes mistakes. That is that is what he was built. He built this city on interceptions. That is what he does. So it's not out of the realm of possibility that he makes enough mistakes that Atlanta can stick into this, but new Orleans at home. Camara could change this a lot for me. Uh, I'm going to stick with uh, new Orleans. I just, Atlanta is too inconsistent for me to think that they can hold it in. I see the possibility. So I don't think I feel super confident about new Orleans, but I do really like that over. So I'm with you, new Orleans and the over next up Cincinnati at Washington. Washington is a one and a half point favorite. 46 and a half is the line. Hey, look, Cincinnati had been playing really well going into Pittsburgh. That's why I picked them against the spread. Uh, you know, they uh, beat up Indy in the first half. They had hung with Green Bay a little bit as well, but they, they, they just, they're not there. You know, they're or not Green Bay. I can't remember who they played the week before that, but uh, they, they had been playing better. I think maybe it was the Chargers, but um, not after what I saw against Pittsburgh. Uh, I'm going to take Washington, and I almost said the R word. I'm going to take Washington here. I'm going to take the under because I just, the things that Washington does well is the, the biggest thing is pressure the quarterback. And the worst thing about Cincinnati is their offensive line. So I think when you add that up, this should be a lower scoring than we expect. I'm trying not to start Joe Burrow in a lot of the leagues that I have him in, even though I took him as a backup and I have some QBs on bye week. I've been reaching other spots to get a quarterback and because I don't, I just think Chase Young is going to feast in this game on mm-hmm. Joe Burrow. So uh, I'm going to take Washington. Give me the under two. I love the escalator sadness. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I mean, that was kind of one of the impetus of taking like Terry McLaurin is that, you know, he's going to have a decent opportunity against a poor Cincinnati defense. They're favored by one and a half. I mean, that's less than you would usually get on the home team, but I'll take it. I'll take Washington and I'm also going to go with the under. So we are lockstep so far. I think we can get one more. Let me look at the time here. Yeah. Detroit at Carolina. Carolina's a one and a half point favorite. And as we're doing this, Boggs, there's no over under. There's just a line. It'll pro I bet it'll fix itself into Saturday 
uh, with a little bit more clarity. So people may know that we are not doing the line on it. So we're just doing Detroit, uh, Carolina. Carolina's favored by one and a half. Yeah, and I think that might flip too with no t- uh, Teddy Bridgewater. So we might have to take this one off eventually. But as of right now, I mean, I would take Detroit. No Teddy Bridgewater, no Christian McCaffrey for the Panthers. And I think they're kind of hitting the wall as far as the rookie players go and the young players. Um, so I, I think I think you got to take Detroit in this game. Yeah, I'm not sure. Like, I, we'll, we'll have to monitor the line. I think as long as Detroit doesn't become like a four-point favorite or something like that, I, I'm with you. I'm taking Detroit. I think we're both comfortable with that one. There's also no, uh, there's no Kansas City-Vegas line because of the Clellan Pearl business. So. Which makes a lot of sense. All right, don't go anywhere. I was going to say it looks a little low. Uh, don't go anywhere. When we come back, we're going to finish up with all the rest of our Week 11 picks right here in this week. sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com in this league Oh, I remember. I love In this league. Yeah, I remember that. Welcome back, friends. It's In This League. Find us on the Patreon. Find us on the podcast. And, of course, online at Is It The Welsh at Bogman Sports. We are talking week uh, 11. Week 11 NFL. <laughs> I you just say week 8? I don't know what I was about to say. I actually t- week, uh, week 11. Yeah, okay. There it is. I, I actually... Um, in one of our episodes, I think it was our week 11 episode, I titled it and then I started to upload it and I had put week six and I was like, what? Like, it's not even remote. It's not even in the stratosphere of like making any sense. It was just one, you know, those things that just somehow it's in your brain and you type it and you're just like, well, I don't know. I don't know what, uh, how I got hacked here, but somehow this happened. Uh, but no, we're doing week 11 picks. We got through a couple of them. And I think we left off uh, with New England and Houston. So we're back up on it. Three picks in. Bogman had stated there's no Kansas City uh, because of the Cleland Farrell situation. And we've got no current when we're recording this over under line for Detroit and Carolina. And it's also going to probably change because Teddy Bridgewater's out. So that's a game we could just zap off of this total. Um, you know, we'll have to make the distinction as people are hearing this on Saturday. They're like, guys, it's all clear. Uh, but it's not clear when we're doing this. So next game up here, New England at Houston, New England is a two and a half point favorite. 49 is the line. I mean, I hate this game. Uh, I would, I would run away from it. I would not be betting this one. Uh, just because New England has been, uh, so hit or miss this year and I hate it. I, I really don't know what to expect from them on a week to week basis, but because what we saw from them in the game uh, against Baltimore was running the ball really, really well. And that is the thing that Houston does the worst in the league is defend the run. They're 32nd. They're giving up over 165 yards a game on the ground. I think it's going to be a huge Damian Harris game. So I'm going to take the Patriots, but I'm going to take the under. I think when you're running that much, I think that you're not going to put up a ton of points. So this one will probably play close, but since it's only a two and a half point spread, give me New England, give me the under. 
I, I kind of feel similar in some respects of some of the things you're talking about. I think this is a good Damian Harris game. Um, that also equates to a lot more ball establishment by New England. But I, I think Houston on the inverse is going to be trying to sling the ball a whole bunch. And I think both offenses are going to be stuttering a bit. So okay. I think we're going to – what's that? Well, I, go, finish your point. I have something to say when you're done. Well, I just I think both lines are going to uh, – oh, I see one of the lines just moved. I see that – or I think that – you're going to have early on stuttering. And I think Houston on the inverse is going to be high in and passing. It's where they're most effective when they're getting it to Will Fuller, Brandon cooks, Randall Cobb. I mean, that that's what they're built off of even Duke Johnson in the passing game. So I think that's why I like Houston over new England because their offense has been so stuttery, but I just don't think it's going to be blow for blow. New England is so crazy and consistent. And I think early on the Texans will attempt to try to run blow for blow with new England. And that's just not going to work. And I think it's going to take off in the second half. So I like the under, but I like Houston on the two and I'm getting two and a half points. Um, I'll take it with Houston. So what were you going to say? So this Detroit Carolina game, because Teddy Bridgewater is most likely not going to play as switch to instead of Carolina by a point and a half, it's three point swing Detroit by a point and a half. I'm going to stick with my Detroit pick. What are you going to do? I'm also going to stick with my Detroit pick. Okay. Okay. All right. Just wanted to make sure. So what's the next one? Yeah. And I told you before, as long as it didn't go to like four on Detroit, I think I was probably going to be pretty good. Uh, Philly at Cleveland. Cleveland's a three and a half point home favorite. 47 is the line. I think there's some weather. And unfortunately, uh, Cleveland can't do much about their quarterback because it is Baker Mayfield. It's three, not three and a half. No hook on that. Uh, so, I don't know why I have to. I think I looked up and I, uh, I halved it with half. Yeah. Uh, no hook on this game. I'm going to take Cleveland. The the 47 I am worried about. Uh, I know I picked over earlier this week. I'm starting to skew just to see all those problems from, uh, you know, the Eagles offensive line and thinking about Miles Garrett and all that stuff. And we know Baker Mayfield every once in a while will put together a game where he throws five touchdowns like he did against Cincinnati. But most of the time he's 15 of 38 for 190 yards and a touchdown and two picks. So uh, I'm going to take Cleveland in this game, but I am going to take the under. I'm going to flip to the under on it. I'm um, I'm not as concerned, I think, as you are, because I, I mean, you even said before when you were breaking down, like having Nick Chubb in the game, like this is a game that's probably going to be played a lot on the ground and it's going to yeah. be moving fast it's going to be ball clock maintenance and unless the teams are going to give up big plays which miles sanders and chubb are both big play guys i'm not sure it's going to go blow for blow where it's going to hit you know into a a a 50 burger or anything like that so i like the under i think i feel a little bit more confident about it but i think philly right now on the miles sanders train is where i'm going to go and that's a weird one but you've got Ertz who potentially is going to be back You've got the wide receivers needing to get reestablished, and you've got all of the Miles Sanders. And I think Cleveland is just in a weird spot with how bad Baker Mayfield is and how lost the offense is outside of those two running backs that uh, I'm a little bit more comfortable, especially getting some points with Philly. So Philly in the under. Your Pittsburgh Steelers are going to Jacksonville. They're a 10-point favorite. 46-and-a-half is the line, Boggs. Uh, I, I didn't do it last week. I went against my Steelers, and they throttled the Bengals. So... I'm going to go back to the well. I know I'm not great on these. Uh, I'm just not comfortable with these huge spreads. And you'd think I would be more comfortable with these because I look at the spreads on college football every week on the CFB Winning Edge podcast. Yeah, it's like and 35, about, and you're just like, oh, yeah. yeah, great, Clemson, let's go. Yeah, exactly. Well, Clemson is exactly favored by that oh, much this week, 35 yeah. against Florida State. That's a good call, and they'll win by more than that. Uh, Florida State is a sinking ship for sure, but – these big lines in the NFL, and, and you know, you, we heard Tomlin even talk about it. 
but we're not uh, in the Big Ten here. You know, we're in the NFL, so we're not going to take anyone lightly. And the Steelers' favorite thing in the world is to lose playoff games to the Jacks. Yeah, play down to the competition. Lose to Blake Bortles and David Garrard in the playoffs. So uh, I am worried about this game as a Steeler fan, but I get some luck. It didn't pay off for me. So give me Pittsburgh in this one and give me the over. Yeah, I'm going to go with you on that one as well. I, I have a little bit of a worry on the over as far as kind of what we talked about where Pittsburgh is going to go the reestablishment. Everybody was talking about where's James Conner, where's James Conner, that they're going to want to run it early and often. But that still doesn't mean, you know, second half, those receivers, big, massive play. The reason I guess you feel more comfortable and why you take the over is also Jacksonville just loves to sling the ball. But between a Connor and James Robinson game, this could get very Cleveland and Philly like you do have to worry, I suppose, a little bit about, you know, playing down to your competition. But their competition is really at a low level with uh, uh, it's still going to be Luton, right? There's no Minshew. Yeah, it's Luton. Uh, mm-hmm. So I'm I'm more comfortable with the over than I am that 10 spot, but I am going to take Pittsburgh and I'm going to take the over. By the way, you're going to have to get with Toft and Donovan here because uh, today DeAndre Swift went into concussion protocol. So, Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Uh, you're going to have to switch that in your DFS lineup. Maybe. Maybe. Might have yeah, to. I mean, uh, he, he, I mean, it's, you know, a couple days before and he's out. Well, so. might have to check it with me on Saturday. Otherwise, it'll have to be a null and void week because I might have to reestablish that entire lineup. No bueno. None at all. Tennessee at Baltimore. Baltimore is a six-point favorite. 48 and a half is the line. This is a very good game. Yeah, I mean, look, Baltimore has not looked right at all. So it's hard for me to take them, but I don't think Tennessee has looked right in, in the most recent weeks either. So uh, also, you got to remember that Baltimore got uh, bounced out of the playoffs by this Tennessee Titans team. I think they're going to be looking for some revenge. So I'm going to take Baltimore in this game. Um, I don't have a good feel on the over-under because I know Baltimore's offense is not clicking on all cylinders right now. Tennessee can put up points on anybody, though. So when I don't have a good feel, like I said, uh, first game off the bat here, I'm going go to go to the over because that's what's been happening this year. So give me Baltimore and give me the over in this one, but I don't really like it. Yeah. And I kind of agree with you on your take on the over unders. And one thing I would throw out as well is I think it's an easy over if Baltimore's clicking. And if you think you're going to hit on the under at all, that is a massive, massive in favor of Tennessee, like massive. And you're getting six points here. And, you know, you get back to Derrick Henry, you've got two big wide receivers. Tannehill has really been playing kind of poorish lately. So, you know, you get two bad quarterback play. If, if you have a tenuous Lamar Jackson and Ryan Tannehill playing down, you might hit that under, but I think it still goes in favor of the spread for Tennessee. But I just think that's too big a points with how Baltimore's offense has been working, that Tennessee can't keep that within, especially Derrick Henry, regardless of whatever Baltimore's defense is able to do. So six points, I'm going to take Tennessee in the spread and I will go with the over. Miami at Denver. Miami is a three and a half point favorite. 45 and a half is your line, Boggs. Um, look, these teams are going in opposite directions. Miami is ascending. Denver is taking a hit. So I, I think this is a you know fairly high confidence level game for me taking Miami in this one. Um, the over-under is a little tougher. Uh, I'm going to take the over. I, I think that... Um, Drew Locke is going to play. So they'll have at least a little consistency. Uh, we know that Drew Locke sometimes likes to not show up at all like he did last week. But I, I think he'll I think he'll be okay in this one. And I think having an injury might make him take some safer throws instead of just throwing the ball downfield incomplete every single time. So uh, give me uh, Miami and give me the over. 
I'm also with you on Miami. I have no faith or trust in uh, in the Denver Broncos. No thanks whatsoever. But I think Miami's uh, defense is more solid, and I think there's run game that's going to need to be established on both sides, especially on Miami, that I'm going to take the under. So give me Miami and the under. Jets at the Chargers. Chargers 8.5. I believe that is the second highest line. 46.5 is the over-under. I mean, I will speak for both of us when I say this is the Chargers uh, we're both going to take, but what do you think about the over-under? Um, I'm going to take the over. I think that, um, look, the Chargers keep losing these games in the fourth quarter. So I think even against the Jets, you're going to want to put your foot on the gas and dominate this team. So I I see this as a Chargers beatdown. On the Jets. I know the Jets are coming off the bye week, but who cares? So yeah. easy, easy one for me. I'm going to I'm gonna go with the under, but I'm going to take the Chargers. I just don't feel the Jets are going to be able to keep in this. And the Chargers also have a really, uh, a really unique way of screwing up quarters. So I'm going to go with the under. Dallas at Minnesota. Minnesota's a seven-point favorite. 48 is your line. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, I, I'm going to take Dallas against the spread. I think they impressed me, um, you know, against Pittsburgh. They're coming off a bye. They should, they're getting Andy Dalton back. They should be a little bit better, but uh, I'm, I'm going to say the under in this game after seeing Minnesota last week and uh, Dallas having some issues. I'm going to take Dallas in the under. I'm going to go with Dallas uh, as well, just because that's why I went with Ezekiel Elliott, but I'm going to go with the over. I think Dallas is going to get their offense working a little bit and be able to score some points. Green Bay at Indianapolis. Indy's a two and a half point favorite. 51 is the line Bogman. I like Green Bay here. It's a big line for a defense. I took in Green Bay. And uh, I'm going to take the under because I don't trust in Indy's uh, offense in this game. I'm going to take Green Bay in the over. I think their defense is a little overrated uh, in Green Bay. So uh, we just saw Jacksonville put up some points on them. So give me Green Bay in the over. Last one, the Rams at Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is a three and a half point favorite. 47 is your line. Yeah, this one is um, this one's a little tougher. We have no idea what Rams team is going to show up every single week. They didn't show up last week and still the offense didn't show up and they still beat Seattle. So uh, Tampa Bay is also one of those teams that uh, is wishy-washy. I'm going to take the Rams. I think they're playing better than the Bucks are right now. And I'm going to take the under in this game because the best side of the Rams is the defense on this team right now. So I think they're going to pressure Tom Brady. I think, you know, like a lot like we saw in that nationally televised game where Khalil Mack was in Brady's face. That's going to be Aaron Donald this week. So uh, give me the Rams and give me the under in this game. I'm going to go with Tampa Bay and I'm going to take the over the exact opposite. I think the Rams are going to need to score some points because Tampa Bay is coming off of an absolutely huge win. I know this isn't the same thing, but I think there's a lot of momentum. Three big wide receivers. Ronald Jones, absolute heater. Defense has played okay. So I think um, the Rams are going to be playing from behind and needing to score points. That's why I like the over, and I'm going to take Tampa Bay. And friendos, don't you go anywhere, because we are going to do our parlay, and we'll see how it goes (laughs) coming up in the next segment. In this league, we'll be right back. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. I know how you're feeling right now. Stop it, stop it. Don't do that. 
I'm here for you. Oh. In this league. <laughs> you are it's in this league right here on the Mightier 1090 Sports Grid and all the other places. Coming up at the end of the hour here on hour two, which means I will be stepping out. Our boy Casey Bubba is going to be stepping in a lot of the same. I like that you guys talked about the Masters last week, and it was a pretty exciting Masters. So anything on the docket like that or just a little bit more gambling? I want to talk a little baseball, but I think we're mainly going to stick to football this week. So it is parlay time. As we do every week, we do our parlay, and then we take one of our parlay picks to be the lock for an ITL parlay between Welsh, Bogman, and Bubba. We only started that a couple weeks ago. We have not hit that. And I think Bogman's maybe hit a parlay and Bubba's hit a parlay this year. Does that sound right? Yes. Bubba's hit two. He's at two parlays and you've hit one. And we haven't hit the ITL locked parlay this week. I'll go up first, Boggs. I've got three and I think we have a couple uh, crossovers here. My lock lock of the week, which I am locking into the ITL parlay. So this is my leg of the ITL parlay plus part of mine. I'm taking Atlanta and New Orleans over, which is set at 50. Absolute no-brainer. I'm also going to take Green Bay plus two and a half because Indianapolis is favored by two and a half uh, in Indy. And I'm going to take Washington at home favored by one and a half against Cincinnati. So Atlanta over, Atlanta, New Orleans over, Green Bay plus two and a half, Washington minus one and a half. That is my full parlay. I mean, uh, we got two crossovers again this week, so that's not good for us. We don't usually hit those parlays when we have the same ones, but those are the ones we're confident in. Uh, my lock for the ITL parlay is going to be Miami minus three and a half against Denver. Like I said, I think those teams are trending in different directions. Miami getting better, Denver getting worse. So give me Miami uh, minus the points. I also picked that New Orleans Atlanta over, and I also have Green Bay, uh, Green Bay plus two and a half. And I almost just can't really believe that the Colts are favored. The Colts are the best defense in the NFL right now. Uh, statistically, they're first uh, in points. They're first in yards. They've been playing really well, but I just don't think I don't see them stopping the Packers. But, you know, the one time the Packers got really stopped was against Tampa Bay. We didn't see that coming either. So I guess it's in the realm of possibility, but I don't think so. That's my upset pick of the week as well. So uh, I, I like the Packers. I almost kind of I almost want to put it as my lock, but I am more confident in my uh, kind of want it. I kind of want you it. Kind of want it. I think you kind of want it. All right, guys, uh, end of hour two, hour three is coming up. I'm out of here. It's Bubba. It's Bogman. Don't go anywhere. More in this league. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Build digital-first customer relationships with Salesforce Digital 360. Connect every marketing, commerce, and digital experience on a single platform. Innovate fast with easy-to-launch sites, campaigns, and apps. That's more relationships, more revenue, more return, and more success. Salesforce Digital 360. Hear from our customers at sfdc.co slash digital 360.